What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. So now we are in the uh, AC period of Singapore. After Coldplay. After Coldplay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No After more. After Coldplay. Nothing, nothing about Coldplay anymore. Nothing right? about Coldplay. Now yeah. all gearing up for Taylor Swift. Huh? Mm, TS. Uh. TS. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Now you're BTS, at BT, BTS. BTS. <laughs> BTS, <laughs> man. Pun, yeah. yeah, I think that will be like, oh, that will be another, I think that will be even more insane. Huh? It will. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 if anything, this reminded me, this is probably the, it reminded me the, the most of the, sort of like, cultural um, craziness in Singapore for for the longest time uh, since like I don't know maybe when Michael Jackson was here what do you mean cultural craziness like the, everyone getting so yeah, everyone getting excited about a band or a celebrity being in Singapore and for an extended period and like every every move of theirs was watched you know when yeah. Michael Jackson went to eat with Aming the orangutan at the Singapore Zoo yeah. and, uh, and then he was staying at Raffles Hotel and back then there wasn't even the internet that was a crazy thing and we already knew about all these things. Yeah. Imagine if football was to that level. If... You know, like Singapore gets into the Asian Cup and the whole of the country is united and all. You're talking about like back in the days, like Malaysia back Cup was like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say that's equivalent. That kind of so. feeling, right? That feeling, Whoa. yeah. Shooks, yeah. Everyone's just can't wait to talk about it. The country it. almost comes to a standstill. Yeah, every time there's a match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, la. but... Uh, Go play, la. that's what it takes to unite Go play, la. Taylor Swift, foreign talent, foreign talent. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Literally yeah. foreign talent. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, kudos to Coldplay again for giving so much time to uh, Riley and yeah. uh, Jasmine Soko. Like half an hour sets. Correct, correct. Pretty, pretty good. La. And donating free tickets to migrant workers. Yeah, but I don't know whether Coldplay had a... Had Did they? Or they donated directly, but, right? Yeah, but it was through the non-profit that oh, they through non-profit, okay. I but, mean, still, even just saying yes, I think that's a oh, good yeah, thing yeah. already. La. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. well done, Chris Martin and team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, new phase of Singapore. New phase, moving on. Uh, yeah. Welcome to February. Also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, the first few weeks of February might reach 35 degrees. Oh, God. Yeah, I feel it already. I'm feeling yeah. it already. Yeah. But uh, life has to go on, man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, like uh, inter- interesting stuff happening the past few days, mm, mm. which we will jump right into. Yeah. Uh, but before that, what's the normal spiel, Terrence? Uh, the normal spiel is that if uh, this podcast means anything to you or you found value in it, uh, from anything you've seen, whether it's shorts or Instagram or anything, uh, please consider subscribing or following us on any of these platforms because that really helps us get the word out about this podcast. Yeah. yeah. And the abnormal part of the call, uh, the spiel today, is uh, it's that time of a year again mm. for us to do our call for an intern. Mm, mm. Uh, and this time, we need someone who's a badass at uh, social media and mm. project management. Yeah. Uh, but why? why? Why these two areas, Terrence? I think we just reached a point where, you know, there's a lot of things, projects on our plate. Uh. Yeah. Some of them, uh, you know, viewers or listeners have seen or experienced in the last year, like afterlife support, right? Mm. Uh, you know, folklory, obviously, something that we're working a lot on. And yeah, so we just realized we we need uh, a pair of like young eyes to look at things. Yeah. Because we're getting a bit older for that for that side of things. And <laughs> also to to like uh, make sure everything goes according to plan. La. Because mm. sometimes, I mean, in, in, it, it can just be like, that's why the project management part is just 
having the ability to okay like keep an eye on everything that's happening and i mean we say intern but it's really not restricted by age yeah right uh we want someone who's full-time and basically i mean even if you haven't had that much experience in those areas but you are willing to learn uh like um and just excited to do cool shit right because yeah what Darren said we have folklory which is an audio startup that we are building we have yalabat mm. we have uh, more scripted podcasts potentially coming, mm. a TV show in the works, mm. and we're going to be doing more stuff like that. La. Yeah. So don't worry if you haven't had experience in that. If you've got time on your hands, maybe you're taking a career break, uh, but you want to get your hands dirty and do a lot of stuff, Yeah, just email us at contactadministryoffunny.com with your resume, and we will get on a call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. I think yeah, the main thing is be be excited to do cool shit. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's spiel. Yeah. Cool, man. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about people doing cool shit. Yeah, uh, and social media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing that has been uh, uh, a lot like um, in the news over the past day or two um, is clips that have gone viral of mm. uh, primarily the TikTok CEO, mm. uh, Shou, mm. Shou Chu, um, who went viral last year during a congressional hearing. There was a Senate hearing this year a few days ago, mm. with him and the CEOs of four other big-ass com- social media companies, namely uh, Meta, uh, Snap, Discord, and X. All the CEOs were there. Yep. Um, and the thing that went viral was the repeated interrogation of him by a US senator called Tom Cotton, mm. who went on about like what's his nationality, whether he has ties to China, the Chinese Communist Party, so-and-so. So that's gone viral. And a lot of people are slamming it as being racist and ignorant. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. so But, I mean, that whole hearing took place. Uh, it was four hours. And the main, to- the main topic of interest was the, the safety of children and social media's impact on it. Mm. Mm. So, that was the context of, of uh, what happened. What made you want to talk about this? Uh, I think there's a lot of buzz online, especially mm. among Singaporeans. Mm. about how ignorant and potentially even racist the Senator Tom Cotton sounds, uh, where he equates um, shows, uh, allegedly equates shows, you know, race as a Chinese person, of ethnicity as a Chinese person, to him having links to the Chinese Communist Party, which, uh, I mean, you look at the, the his face, show's face, uh, is incredulous. La. He's mm. like, he literally is saying, I even served two years in the military in Singapore and all that. I'm not, I have nothing to do with China, which is, I, I think, a very common refrain that us Singaporean men do. Like, like when you think about what makes you Singaporean, or oh, I served two years no, in the military, I'm or Singaporean. That's a thing. That's a very Singaporean response to, to that question, la, I suppose. Yeah. So a lot of people are, are jumping on that. I think even uh, what, South China Morning Post wrote about it and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, the, the questions literally and the exchange was something along the lines of, Okay, have you ever been a member of the Chinese? Uh, I think it started off by saying, what is your citizenship? Mm-hmm. And then he said, I'm Singaporean. Like, have you ever had a citizenship of another country? Uh, no. Have you ever applied to be a citizen of China? No. Have mm-hmm. you been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? And then Chu replied, Senator, I'm Singaporean. Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? Uh, no, Senator. Again, I'm Singaporean. Mm-hmm. So that went on and on. And you can watch the, the clips uh, widely. But... Um, I mean, that was part of, I think the main the main conversation between Tom Cotton and Sho was eight and a half minutes-ish. Yeah. 
Uh, but like off the bat, right? You know, there's been a lot of people saying it's condescending, it's racist, he's ignorant, he's an idiot. Uh, that's Tom Cotton, lah. Mm-hmm. What, what's your what's your what's your take? Uh? Uh, I think it's important to understand what the congressional hearing is for, lah. Right? Mm. Uh, I mean, and the definition literally is a meeting or session of Senate, House, Joint or Special Committee of Congress, usually open to the public. Oh, I thought it's a Senate committee hearing. Yeah, I yeah. So, uh, is a congress. Is it congressional or, or it's Senate? Senate? Okay, Senate but, Judiciary. But it's okay. Hearing. I mean, it's a. I mean, yeah. Okay, Senate hearing. Um, but it's usually open to the public mm. to obtain information and opinions on legislation. Uh, yeah. Or to conduct investigation or evaluate oversee activities of the government department or the implementation of federal law. So I think the key words there is usually open to the public, uh, right? Mm. And the idea of it, it's almost like a very public hearing or airing of uh, what what uh, the concerns are on the minds of these uh, senators, right? Mm. Uh, so there's a show aspect to it as well. Like, pardon the pun, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a public display aspect to it as well, which I think people are forgetting mm. and, and thinking that it's, it's literally that, like where they are trying to get information and they don't know what they are doing and they are just asking questions of these people, right? Mm, mm, mm. Um, I think it'd be a bit naive to think that that's what, what, they're, they're trying to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, what what do you think of... of you of just that? did a show there, man. You didn't answer my question, but uh, you just threw it back to me. What was your question originally? Like, what Sorry. do you think? Do you think like all the claims that Tom, Cot- uh, Tom Cotton asking those questions means he's ignorant and racist? But I did. Uh, I just said... I said... Uh, I mean, if, if I need to TLDR is that uh, he is purposefully doing this mm. to make a point and to get on record uh, show saying certain things, right? Mm. Uh, Terrence, it's a yes-no answer, all right? It's a, it's a yes-no answer. Don't give me a show, yeah, okay? Yeah, So, yeah. Yeah. So, essentially, yeah, that's the TLDR of what I was saying. How about See, you? Oh, you know, you're you fucking think? good at going to Senate uh, hearings, uh? <laughs> No, 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 I'll be bad at it. But what, what, what do you think of no, it? No, I actually man? don't think it's, it's fully ignorant or racist. Mm-hmm. Because, like what you said, right? Okay, so what I found weirder were the questions he asked after the excerpts that went viral. Mm. Because after, like, talking... So, first of all, asking whether um, he has... He's a citizen of China. He's applied for citizenship of China. Um, I think show is also damn good at this. Like, you know how sometimes when you're trying to make a point with someone and they yeah. ask you a question that makes you look stupid mm-hmm. uh, or they give you a face that makes you look stupid and you start second-guessing yourself. Yeah. I think show is a master of that. Like, mm-hmm. Because he didn't really say uh, no I did not apply for citizenship he said I'm Singaporean it's almost like why the fuck would I apply for yeah. Chinese citizenship yeah. but in and of itself those questions are not totally incredulous right? mm. someone mm. could apply for Chinese citizenship mm. uh, someone could be part of the Chinese Communist Party without actually being in China or have affiliations have right. affiliations yeah. I mean as recent as 2020 July there was a Singaporean man who went from NUS uh, went from NUS PhD student to working for Chinese intelligence in the US mm-hmm. so there was a case of that um, and then like being associated doesn't mean you have to be in China and I think just uh, anecdotally when I google online how to join the CCP mm. it's a long process but you can mm, mm. and then also the backstory of show he was the CFO for Xiaomi for like 6 years mm. no he was uh, yeah CFO he was a CFO of ByteDance mm, mm. and then before that he was at Xiaomi yeah and then um, now he's the CEO of TikTok. And of course, TikTok has done a lot of things like the Operation Texas, which 
was his move to house all their data in Texas, mm. managed by Oracle, to mm. distance themselves from uh, China. But those questions, actually, I think it's perfectly fine to ask. Yeah. So when people are saying, oh, he's racist, he's condescending, I'm like, uh, I mean, what do you expect a hearing to be then? Just asking simple questions. Sometimes, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you go to watch an actual uh, litigator working in law, right, mm. in, the, in the courts, they will be asking questions that are almost obviously they know the answer to. Yeah. yeah. But one thing, I think we were discussing this, right, in, before this, and you pointed out that by him having on record show saying that he has no ties to the Chinese uh, Communist Party, if in the future is revealed that ties, then he's lying under oath. Mm, right? yeah. So, yeah, there's that whole thing. What I found weird was the questions he asked after that. Because he mm. was saying, like, do you believe that uh, China is committing uh, genocide, genocide towards the U- Uyghurs in, uh, in Nanjing? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, that's where I felt it was just like uh, he was pressing show for an answer and show was like, uh, you know, many people express this on our platform, blah, blah, blah. Then he pressed, 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 then he said, do you believe Xi Jinping is a dictator? Mm-hmm. And so tries it, uh, I mean, you, people express their opinions and he said, uh, so there you have it, you are you are the CEO of a Chinese influence company and blah, blah, who cannot admit. That's why mm. I thought it just, then it becomes incredulous. Yeah. But the things have gone viral, I actually don't see it as racist or condescending. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even see that part about asking him about his nationality as that big a deal, right? Compared mm. to the other other events of that day of like how uh, Mark Zuckerberg was put to the grill and like made to apologize to uh, families of of um, of children uh, right who have been harmed or or not are not even with us anymore mm. uh, because of of social media and all that right who were present who were right. present in the in the room as well right yeah so yeah I, I actually just saw it as I mean they want to put show on record you know expressing whether he has affiliations to the party. Mm. And, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a very calculated move also, right? Mm. Obviously, for this senator to probably appeal to his own base of voters as well and, and show that he's like, you know, putting this this CEO of a Chinese influence company on on the grill, right? Mm. Um, I mean, you got to understand political theatre for what it is. Mm. Uh, and, and I don't think... I didn't find it being racist or anything. Uh, I've experienced much worse, like as you know, a Singaporean going overseas. Like what? Like what? I mean, people just rolling down the windows or driving past, shouting Jackie Chan and things uh. like that, like, Right. So that is racist, like, Right. Uh. But this one, I feel like okay, he's he's really trying to pass out shows affiliations to whichever whichever country or interest he has, like, Right. Yeah. And obviously, they have an agenda. But he didn't, I don't think he went to a racist territory. Yeah. But just now when you mentioned that he's appealing to his base, so from what I understand, he's a Republican. Yeah. And his main base is right-wing. Like. Yeah. He also has a history of saying things that are maybe not the the friendliest. I think in 2020, he said students from China shouldn't be allowed to study in the US. Mm-hmm. So he has a history of that. Like. Mm. Uh, so I can imagine like, for Americans who already don't like him, maybe you're very left-leaning, you know, this guy's racist. But, I'm surprised in Singapore, Reddit also, like so many people are saying this is racist. You know, mm. not all Asians are the same. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, just because you're not from China doesn't mean you don't have ties. Mm. And if I told you like, um, uh, there's this guy who's been based in China, worked for a bunch of companies that have like people from the CCP on the board, I think ByteDance. Yeah. I mean, it's not too far-fetched to think, right? Like, hey, is he involved? Mm. Mm. And to become the CEO of such a big company... I mean, of course, there's meritocracy. But I think as you get older, you know that these kind of things, there's a lot that play. Mm. A lot that come to play. 
the questions after that I found like fucking stupid. Um, but again, like what you said, it's a show lah. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, so so I I guess it's so ironic because he's going viral for the wrong reasons and maybe for the right reasons to his base as in Tom Cotton on the platform that he is shitting on. Mm, mm, mm. So this whole thing, yeah, is really kind of like a circus. La. It is. It is. I mean, you can only imagine what conversations before or after the hearing that they have with each other. Because I'm sure they will bump to each other somehow. You mean the Republicans or the, Repu- uh, the Senators or the Senators and the people they're Senators grilling? and the people they're Like they go and pee in the urinal. Yeah. <laughs> they walk past each other and you know, maybe they'll give each other not you, huh? Yeah, you like. You, you think? Don't put me on the line, huh? That kind of thing. I'm. I mean, the, the halls of power. You know, like I think a lot more goes on behind behind the scenes um, that is not shown publicly than we know, lah. Uh-huh. Uh, and I mean, these people are billionaires, very powerful people, with uh, and a lot of times in the US, you know how it works, lah, right? A lot of people want to be friends with them for whatever reasons, lah, right? So. There's also, but there's also this aspect of it's a it's a show lah, right? Mm. And they know that the job is to appear very tough on them and and grill them to that to that extent lah. Oh, so you think after that? Because I actually feel like I think the the antagonism, the tension, right, carries on outside of the court, the room also. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think if show was having a piss at the urinal and Tom Cotton came in, they would just go and piss next to each other without saying a word. Eh? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, think so lah. Yeah, I I I think. Money, yeah, generally money speaks a lot louder than a lot of these things. Lah. Because yeah. I also recall, I can't remember who we were talking to, I think, mm. uh, or we read somewhere that people have said that now politics is so polarized yeah. that in the in the heyday, I think when there was a Senate uh, uh, hearing or congressional hearing, uh, both sides after that would go for lunch together. Mm. I don't know whether it was in Asia or the US, but mm. now everything has become so polarized that it is really adversaries in and out of the room. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you're recalling the the wrong side of the anecdote. Like, it's flipped around. That you mean what? In, now? In, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I am very sure about that because that struck me as something. I can't remember who, so mm. it is It is mm. from memory. But I, I, I remember it was around the debate of now how politics is so polarized, right? Yeah. That it bleeds out, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So in this case, I think like it'd be damn funny if after that, like the five urinals is the four tech CEOs because yeah. four four female, uh, four males and one uh, female, yeah. and uh, Tom Cotton in the middle, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The middle, <laughs> hanging out in the middle. Yeah. So yeah, la, And but I was surprised that Mark Zuckerberg also did the apology, la. Uh, it wasn't a full apology. I expressed yeah. regret and everything, and that they're doing everything they can in their power to to help, la, Right. Yeah. But Zuckerberg really got it quite quite. Quite rough from the senator, I would say, uh, uh, compared to Show and everything. And he and Show were the only two people who showed up willingly. You know? Oh, is it? The other three needed subpoenas put against them oh. to show up. <laughs> so the two that came willingly, I think also because maybe they have Kana the most mm-hmm. in uh, Senate or Congress. Mm. Um, but I know one thing that was discussed also, I think it was Lindsay Graham said that maybe it's time to relook the Act, the Act 230 or something, mm-hmm. which is this thing that protects uh, the leaders of tech companies from anything that is said on their platform mm. to safeguard free speech la, online. Yeah, yeah. So now they're saying they might have to relook that. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think, um, oh, I mean, overall, what do you think of of the, I, you know, what they're doing in this uh, hearing? La? Do you think like it leads to any real action or is it just for show and everything? Uh, 
I think just based on what has happened since last year, mm. I mean, to the consumer, can't see that anything changed. Mm. Uh, so I think actual policies, actual legislation, I think it will just go down this cesspool of polarization that will yield like nothing. Mm. But I think the perception of it, maybe people are a bit more aware that, okay, social media actually is not as angelic as it used to be. Yeah. And there are true dangers. So I think it's more the psychology of people who actually watch a bit of this and realize, oh fuck, there are kids whose suicides have been directly linked to stuff they consume online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for you? Yeah, no, actually I thought that was a good thing. Because you think about 10 years ago, uh, what people thought about social media and, you know, uh, precipitating Arab Spring and like it brings like communication between people who never speak before to get to each other. Um, I think in the last 10 years, we've seen things like election interference, uh, Russian hacking and everything. They have shown us that social media can be, uh, as much as people, when we thought it could be a force for good, actually, it was the complete opposite. Lah. And uh, I think they brought up very blatant examples where Zuckerberg shot down uh, the hiring of a group of people to help manage like all this online child sex exploitation stuff, lah, right? Mm. Uh, he put, he stopped it. Yeah, he stopped it. Yeah, yeah. Like there are emails leaked that he actually, uh, yeah, prevented that from happening. Lah. They wanted uh-huh. to hire 45 people and he said no. Lah. And then they went back for a proposal of a smaller team and everything. Lah. Which kind of like, I think you've got to look at actions rather than words, all right? People say, oh, we're doing our best, we're doing our best. But at the end of the day, what, what, what actions and what hurts the bottom line for these companies matters the most, lah, right? Mm-hmm. And they decided not to hire more people to tackle the issue. You know, even though they're saying they're trying their best and all and all that, so yeah, I thought it was a uh, as much as a uh, half these politicians also half the time they're full of shit, right? Mm. But that this issue of the responsibility of these tech companies uh, to actually protect their users, I think is something that's not discussed enough, lah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even just about online sexual exploitation, your your privacy, your data, stuff like that. What's being put out there and sold to people and and all. I think that's not discussed enough and we've given, yeah, we've given the tech companies too much leeway in the last, you know, couple of decades mm. to really dictate how we use the internet. And now uh, the legislation is trying to catch up, not doing a great job, but still trying to catch up, right? Mm. And we're seeing all these things like POFMA and, and all that coming out. Uh, also has its own set of problems, but I think we should just never absolve these tech companies of the responsibility to look after the users or so on. Mm. Actually, yeah. that's true because maybe like five, six years ago, you know, Mark Zuckerberg was held like... Wow. Running for president, even people were saying at oh, one yeah, point, remember? Yeah, yeah. He Correct. was doing a tour of all the states and people were like, wow, is he gearing that's up for true. presidential run? Yeah. But look, you look at him now, like, can he run for president? No, lah. But no I think, yeah, actually, like what you said, the mood also, I mean, it felt like the five people in the room, I think one of the, the senators also pointed out, I think it was Lindsey Graham saying that, you know, me and Elizabeth Warren, yeah. we are two sides of the political spectrum. We disagree on everything. But the one thing that we do agree is tech companies have become too powerful. Mm. So in some way, it's rare that I think they're all united um, against a common, in some way, like, what is it, enemy, but an antagonist. Yeah. And it's almost like, the feeling now is almost, okay, these five people, sure, they are in charge of companies that have literally changed the world, but they need to be held responsible, like, responsible, like what you said. Like, and it, mm. it almost feels like they're less glorified than they used to be maybe oh yeah far less yeah, yeah. but the only thing is about show I think he is riding a wave la. he's he's walked away from all these hearings I think in a better light yeah. than, than any of the other CEOs la. yeah like the way he does it I mean there's some skill there subconscious or conscious 
Then I think, you know, like the minority card, the Asian card. Mm. I mean, right now, globally, there's an Asian wave, lah, right? And show, you know, he's a good-looking young guy. Um, I think he checks all the boxes. So, wow, like, um, exactly like what you said, like, he gets more popular each time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure now his TikTok following, people probably call him Zaddy again. Yeah. Like, yeah. he doesn't look like he aged a year. Like, Zuckerberg yeah. looks a bit aged, older, yeah, you know. Yeah. Whereas show is just, like, glowing skin. Yeah. And I, I think there was one point where uh, the Senator Hawley, John Hawley or something, was mm. just, like, grilling Zuckerberg and telling him, are you a billionaire, are you going to compensate any of these victims? And Zuckerberg's like, uh, uh, no, I don't... And then like, no, you, you're a billionaire, right? You got a lot of money. Are you going to do anything to help this? Are you going to set up a fund or something like that? Which I think is like, yeah lah. You know, it's not even about your company anymore. It's like, you got so much fucking money from this thing. Like, can you do anything? Are you going to drop a single dollar to help these people? And Zuckerberg couldn't say yes lah, right? He Mm. will. And that just made him look really bad lah, right? Especially a few weeks ago, he launched or he posted about starting this cattle ranch which mm, he wants mm. to produce the best quality beef in the world Yeah, where the cows are fed I think champagne not just beer uh-huh. and they are massaged and all that and like <laughs> you know, what the fuck like he just he, he does these kind of things like. so yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I think some people might say you know oh you know I feel bad for the taxi but I don't feel bad at all oh, yeah, yeah. they are in extremely powerful positions sure you get stupid questions thrown at you but even we get stupid questions thrown at us by people like um like uh, yeah, just just like that, and like we're not billionaires or something. Yeah, I think any job you get people throwing you questions, like, and the more influential, the more powerful you have, the more you need to be prepared for this kind of shit. So I don't feel any any sympathy for them at all. Oh, so. Yeah, this is part of their job. Right? Yeah. yeah, the only thing is uh, on a follow up interview with Tom Cotton on Fox, he mentioned one thing which I think he said, you know, like um, you know, it's, it's a known fact that Singapore is one of the countries where there's the highest infiltration by the CCP into the society. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, bro, I know you know something I don't, but I, I, I know I can totally imagine there's some influence. Mm. But I don't know whether we're one of the countries that has the highest. Uh. Uh, I mean, hard to say, but but the truth is we, a lot of Singaporeans do consume Chinese content, right? That is true. So just by virtue of the language itself. And Liang He Zhaopao has a following in China. Yeah, and, and you know, we know a lot of uncles or aunties who spend their time watching uh, a lot of what I think, what I believe to be propaganda, right? Mm. Produced on YouTube or whatever to talk about the US versus China. So, uh, yeah, you'll find a lot, of, uh, a lot of people online commenting and also supporting certain causes that you wouldn't have expected mm. Singaporeans to support, right? Mm. Yeah. That is true. But I guess like that falls under the category of McCarthyism, which is a term I didn't know until today. Because mm. that was what he was being uh, um, uh, claimed to be guilty of. And basically, it is the basically you are you accuse people without enough evidence. Mm. And it was made popular by U.S. Senator Joseph McCarthy in the mid fifties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. When you think about it, that influence, yeah, it's just it's a circus, like It's a circus. Mm. But I think at the end of the day. Still a net benefit lah. For who? For this hearing to happen. Net benefit for who? Like, like I think just for general perception and of social media lah. Like, I think people... As in social media came out looking better? No. Of, oh, okay, okay. I oh, think you, you, you think it's better for social uh, for the discourse around social media like. I think so like. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so but now everything's about like this whole racist thing at least mm. yeah, a lot of the articles but I think... Actually, I don't know how many people care about this hearing lah. I mean, a lot of people idolize the TikTok CEO, sure, no? for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, a lot of young people I know that I encountered even this morning were like, <laughs> I think, saying good things about him. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, I think people hear about it, but the sad part is that they don't, maybe they don't see the rest of the hearing or they don't read mm. about it. La. They just think that, oh, it was just a racist attack against... Witch hunt and all. Witch hunt against uh, Singaporean men no, just trying man. to make a living by working in China. <laughs> Singapore. Good living. <laughs> yeah. He lives in Singapore, what? Yeah, GCB, la, good living. Uh, yeah, yeah, GCB. <laughs> It's a good class. You know, it's a good class. Yeah, it's a, he served his two years in the military and all. So. But yeah, so we'll put a link to the full eight minutes mm. uh, between uh, Tom Cotton and show. Yeah. Uh, and of course, once you watch that on YouTube and all, you can kind of click on to see other people getting grilled and all. Yeah. So yeah, interesting to watch. Like, interesting to watch. Yeah. Mm. Cool, man. Well, cool. But yeah, but also just thinking about, uh, you know, Singapore entities trying to, you know, go overseas and make a name for themselves as well. Uh, this other entity has done the most, uh, has made, has taken the biggest step la, to mm. make itself represent Singapore uh, overseas. La. Mm. And what is this company? Um, it used to be known as the Singapore Repertory Theatre, uh, which has been around for, I think, 30 years. Mm. Uh, and like, as part of their 30th anniversary last year, they decided to rebrand, re, mm. re, rename their company from Singapore Repertory Theatre to Singapore Theatre Company. Mm. Um, so apparently, like the artistic director, Gaurav Kirpalani, uh, said they've been thinking about changing the name uh, from Repertory because, like, admittedly, not many people know what the hell the word means. Like, I didn't. Yeah. But apparently, it's a, it's a, a repertory company comprises a group of full-time actors on payroll who perform works from an accepted canon of works. Mm. I didn't fucking hear, hear the phrase canon of works before also. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it's kind of an old-fashioned term. Uh, and they want to go international. So, the Singapore Theatre Company, they feel, will help fly the flag better. Yeah. But, since the announcement, uh, there's been some pushback from uh, the theatre community in Singapore mm. uh, with claims such as, you know, like from Ramachandran, who's one of the founding directors of uh, Children's Theatre Act 3 Theatrix, uh, Children's Theatre Company. To wear the name of Singapore, one has to incorporate the diverse elements of this beautiful nation. Yeah. One must be soaking with the blood, sweat and tears of her citizens. I must want to stand up and sing Majula Singapura when I am applauding your effort. Mm. Mm. And la, he told Straits Times that no company should have the right to call themselves the Singapore Theatre Company mm. uh, because no one company can, you know, encapsulate what Singapore Theatre uh, comprises. La. Yeah. And it was supported with other people on, on social media and all. Mm. So, Terrence, that's yeah. the context. Yeah. Uh, well, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, admittedly, when I, I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, wow, it's... Uh, disrespectful to everyone else, lah, right? And uh, oh, you know, you you just took over the name Singapore Theatre Company and all. Um, but the more I thought about it, like, but they've been the Singapore Repertory Theatre, and the keyword is the word Singapore, lah, right? It's been in their name for all this while already, mm -hmm. lah, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, this understanding that repertory doesn't really reflect what they are, and they decide to do a name change. Uh, there's also a whole host of things that come with changing your name as well, right? Um, is it uh, that you also have to start building your brand equity from scratch, from mm. scratch as well? Even even down to your SEO and people searching your company name and all. So they decided to go with something like quite uh, quite meta, right? It's literally a Singapore theatre company, 
um yeah as a brand name then I, I realized it actually it's not that big a deal like, like ideally I mean actually it's probably not that unless your own company name has like Singapore theater company in it like like uh, uh you have a word in front that has like uh Harish's Singapore theater company then I think that's an issue like, right but if you don't why that one issue because I mean there's three out of four words that are essentially the same name as your company right so that does affect your SEO and 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 the search uh, and all that like, right? I would think technically there will be some issues like, uh, and grounds for like, for challenging it like, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, this one is like okay. I mean, it's like they just they just took a bit of a, a bit more of a meta kind of name like, a bit like how how when you know Facebook was going into the whole metaverse thing, they just called themselves Meta. Doesn't mean that you know everyone's like ah oh, you can't do it because it's going to ruin like the VR world for everyone else like, right? You just Work around it, Yeah. What well, do you What do you think? When well, you I thought you said meta. You mean like like a higher level? That, that's what I meant also. But yeah, then then the example of meta and metaverse oh, also. But how in. is Singapore theater company high level? To me, it's the most basic name. Yeah, it's like we right. call ourselves Singapore Podcast Duo. Okay. Yeah. But that's like very on the nose. How is that meta? Uh, I mean, it's self-referential in in some ways, like, Right about what we do and everything. Oh, I thought meta yeah, yeah, must yeah. be like, you know, we are the language of Singapore, that kind of abstract kind of shit. Uh, I think it's just meta is just sort of like, I mean, I see it, I use it in the sense of like, there, there being some kind of self-awareness of what you're trying to do and, and, and everything, like, and being uh, expressed in your name. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I was using the word meta, like, yeah. I mean, I saw it, I, I didn't have that initial thought as like, oh, actually they shouldn't do this. To me, I'm like, what's the big fuss? Mm, mm. Uh, because... First of all, it's a horrible name. Yeah. <laughs> I really think it's a yeah. fucking horrible Singapore theatre company. Yeah. It feels like, if, I mean, theatre is normally, you know, creative yeah. and expression. is like Singapore theatre company. Yeah, so it's, generic. Yeah. yeah, it's like we call ourselves Singapore Podcast Duo. Mm. You know, and, and and I feel like the complaints from, like, wait, so I don't think it's the whole community. I think there are like a lot of vocal individuals. Mm. I do find it a bit like, like what? Like that whole claim that you know no company should have their name Singapore behind it because there's no one company that can encapsulate all of theater. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like you look at so many companies. I mean, okay, there's Singapore Airlines, mm. right? Uh, but even in the media space, there's Singapore Chinese Orchestra, mm-hmm. Singapore Symphony, mm. and uh, I don't know whether they are at like private, private companies, even Singapore Repertory or like now Singapore uh, Theatre Company, mm. I don't know what the ownership is like, but I did find the complaints a bit weird. Mm. Mm. Uh, it almost feels like they were like, oh shit, we should have thought about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think you got a good point that the name is pretty bad. Like, it's horrible. Singapore <laughs> Theater. Because it's like, on the flip side, you think, does like if you, let's say you're looking for a wedding videographer, <laughs> Do you just like Google Singapore wedding videographer? Oh, Singapore wedding videographer. <laughs> well, I choose it. Okay, maybe SEO wise it comes up, but I think it makes it just makes it feel very like old, cheapo, and run by a bunch of like people who don't know anything about branding and all that. Like, yeah, right? it's it's like the company that came to mind was Ong Beng Singh's HPL, which stands for Hotel Properties Limited. Uh, okay. So imagine you start a company. Okay, what do we do? We build hotel properties. What should we call yeah. ourselves? Hotel Properties Limited. <laughs> then it almost feels like... It's old I, school, right? Yeah, it's very old school. If yeah. I see that, I'll be like, oh shit, this company really started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, there's Wild Rise and like Checkpoint Theatre and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just a weird-ass name. Yeah. But the claim of like... 
they need to represent all diverse Singapore interests and all. I think you're, you're, I think he, these comment, commenters are literally attributing too much power to the name already, right? Yeah. Already from day one, already assuming that, oh, anyone who see, comes across your name will think that you are the authority on the theatre scene. Yeah. Which I don't think it is. La. Yeah. And I mean, like, we, uh, I think I've also seen that in maybe some of the more, like, let's say film, la, you know, mm. the film scene in Singapore. Sometimes you talk to people who are all about, oh, you know, we can't do this because, you know, like, you have to respect this actor's expression and you need to focus on the person's face, you know. And you're like, fuck lah, you keep the shot on the person's face for 30, 30 seconds. Why? Just cut. Mm. You know, cut, but there's like, oh, you know, there's a meaning and the double entendre. And I was like, shut up lah. Like, who will watch it? Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? I mean, I'm just saying lah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, sometimes when I watch art house films, I'm like, Is does it matter? Does it matter <laughs> no, Harish? Does, does it matter? Does it matter? Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, so this one, I think like what you said, like, it's almost ascribing too much meaning to the name. In fact, if they take the name, I'm like, good, take the name, man. Yeah, it's cheesy as fuck. It's cheesy it, yeah. as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> At least repertory theatre, you There's know, people... Something, yeah, elegant about it. Don't right, understand yeah. the word. You're like, ooh, it feels a bit like cultured and sophisticated. A Singapore yeah. theatre company. Yeah. STC. It's, huh? the, it's the kind of placeholder <laughs> that you put in like contracts <laughs> yeah. and documents. Like, oh yeah, we're signing a contract with this Singapore theatre yeah. company. <laughs> we just put there in brackets. Singapore theatre company. Like the, the, yeah. the what? Uh, Quotes, the, uh, quotes, uh, quotes, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For, uh, mentioned known as Singapore Theatre Company. <laughs> it sounds like something legal or some like legalese, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Shell. And I'm like, wow, why, mm. why do you want to change the name to that Singapore? So, and I mean, there was another playwright uh, who mm. said she's concerned STC's new name will lead to the eclipsing of these other Singaporean theatres. Yeah. Which um, I don't know, man. It, it just feels like a weird claim because. Just by extending that, it means that if not for the name, the other theatres might have a chance. But because mm. STC now has a Singapore theatre company name, it'll eclipse the other theatres. Mm. Then I'm like, but people don't choose theatres based on the name, why? Mm. But okay, uh, here's the butt moment, right? Uh, I know because we're here in, in quite, we're in agreement about, yeah. uh, you know, what's the fuss, right? Basically, uh, here's, maybe there's a nuance to the theatre industry that, you and I are not, not we we know a little bit about, but no, we we're don't. The plebeians, uh, yeah, we don't. We we laymen. Uh, we're laymen. laymen YouTubers are laymen. laymen. We don't understand fully, but uh, from what I know, SRT historically has been the one doing prestigious international productions and bringing them to Singapore, mm. like Shakespeare in the Park. So it's mm. like you know, high level theater, like what like haute couture kind of mm. art, right? Whereas um, more local productions are, you know, like what you said, Wild Rise, Checkpoint, Act 3, and all that. Mm. But. So there is already possible, okay, all this is speculation also on my part, not mm. being in the industry. Maybe there's this perception that, oh, well, these guys, SRT, they, you know, don't do local productions, all that. And then now they come and then they name themselves Singapore Theatre Company, you know? As generic as it is, it is... Uh, it is like a step of like, it's like when you play Risk and all that and you take over a territory kind of feel to it, like, right? Like you, mm. you cope uh, this name so that, so no one else can name it like, yeah, like what we said, Harish Singapore Theatre Company or or whatever, like, like Terrence Singapore Theatre Company. And that's, that's why there's added um, uh, insult to injury like, for them because it's not only just the name uh, and what it represents, 
it's also because you don't actually do like Singapore Singapore content, mm. and that's why they're like, uh, okay, um, you want to take Singapore, you want to have Singapore your name, okay, fine, but don't make it so generic that it sounds like you en- encapsulate all theater in Singapore, like, You know, that's what maybe that's what the the bugbear is, lah. Uh, mm. that actually is a good point mm. because it's like one of those you know now we say you know like it's almost like two Singapores lah right mm, mm, mm. Uh, you get like is the, there's a Singapore for the people who are born here but there's a Singapore catered towards the the, the big shiny stuff outside of Singapore mm, mm, mm. so yeah actually yeah again speculation but if that was the case because I mean even in this article Straits Times they said there are other theatres that are known for staging homegrown uh, English scripts and mother tongue theatre, you know, Malay-speaking theatre, Ikamatra, Mandarin Theatre Group, Nine Years Theatre, and the Neophyte Tamil Focus Agam Theatre Lab. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's true. Uh, mm-hmm. That if, maybe that's something that they can't say publicly yeah, on social see, media. Yeah. But there's all these emotions coming out. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I also know, like, let's say, in media, there's a... There's a different tiers of artists that uh, are afforded different levels of respect, lah. Mm. Justifiably eh, or not justifiably. But like what, what, what kind of like you know, like the art house film, oh. the the auteur director. Mm. You know, the mm. film doesn't make any money. They're like worshipped as like yeah. this is what everyone should strive for. Yeah. When their movies don't make money, uh, and I then the it. other end of the spectrum is like Jack New. Yeah, which Jack people Neal. also shit on, but yeah. you can't fault him for making commercially successful films. Yeah, yeah. So I can imagine again speculation in theater. Also, there are. Different, well, I wouldn't say tiers, but different groups and different sentiments. Yeah, yeah. So maybe what we are seeing is we don't know what's under the surface. Correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a good point. Uh. And, and and to add on to that, uh, this, one, this one I know, uh, theatre scene uh, funding uh. And, and all that, it's, it's, it's tough to come by, uh, right? There's a lot of small theatre companies that maybe do one production a year, two productions a year because of lack of funding. Yeah. Uh. And uh, for funding, what you really need is visibility. And a lot of times you need visibility amongst people who know nothing about the theatre scene. Mm. Their philanthropists or whatever, they come to Singapore, they set up a family office here, and then they're like, oh, I want to support the arts. Patron what do I support? Arts, I want to be yeah. a patron. Who do I support? Do I support the small Harish company or do I support the Singapore Theatre Company? Mm. Obviously, like you would, you would think that one that is near Singapore Theatre Company probably has more clout, right? Mm. and it's bigger and all that. without thinking that oh actually this Harish Theatre Company means so much more to the local community and helping people here than, than what uh, a bigger company doing Shakespeare in the park is doing like, right mm. and then that's uh, yeah like, then it makes it an uphill climb for a small Harish company to, versus like Singapore Theatre Company that's true uh, because psycholo- psychologically if someone were to see two especially like like if, if it's competing online for clicks and all I think like yeah, Singapore, yeah. maybe not the best yeah. but the nature of theatre which from yeah. our understanding because we've spoken to people in the field yeah. uh, you do fundraise from philanthropists like, yeah philanthropists yeah. and individuals individuals like. yeah and the name Singapore Theatre Company it does sound like they've been around for longer mm. like mm. in some way if we were to start an airline right mm. like let's say Tabletop Airlines yeah and versus Singapore Airlines yeah Singapore Airlines it feels like no we have really gotten the country's approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. That's why you got the country's approval. The yeah. country's approval. Yeah, tabletop airlines. Yeah. Uh, they might be great, but you know, we are Singapore. We were the first. It gives right. that image, right. lah. Yeah, they were the first. And don't forget, um, Singapore brand right now around the world as uh also just from the standard TikTok hearing. CEO, right? <laughs> yeah. Singapore brand is one of like 
we're dependable, we're neutral, you know, we're, we're, we don't rock the boat, like we're stable, like, right? We speak English, Chinese, we're multi, multifaceted. So that is the attraction of Singapore to a lot of people overseas as well. So when you have the word Singapore in your name, that's also, that I think that it lends credibility to you as a business. But then theatre versus repertory? Oh, I mean, I, yeah, like, repertory, I mean, it is not, it, it is an inaccurate description of what they do. Uh, but I'm sure when they when it was first founded and everything, there was a reason why they wanted to call it Repertory. There was probably was a Repertories around yeah, the world. Uh. They they want to name their company after something significant or even something of historical value of of that that meant something to the founders and all that, right? So I I don't say just because it's inaccurate now doesn't mean that it did, has no meaning, right? Mm, Back then, mm, mm. Uh, but if you ask me, like the world right now sees Singapore, the the brand name of Singapore. It represents certain things that that allow people to think about. Oh, if I want to put money with somebody, I'll put money with the Singapore company, like, You know, mm. uh, it, I mean, completely unrelated. But I was always like very confused. Like I went to malls overseas, like in Thailand, the big malls. I was like, wow, there's everything here that you could possibly want to buy. Why would anybody want to go to shop in Singapore and buy it? You know, like buy the same branded shit when you can buy it here in, in Thailand. And someone, someone just told me the reason that. Indonesians or, or Thais or whatever come to Singapore to buy it's a flex to say that I bought it in Singapore that's one and two is that you know for sure that it's not fake mm-hmm. and that's the Singapore brand you know you know for sure it's good it's <laughs> the true. real stuff like, right you know Singapore doesn't fuck around with like fake shit like. whereas you can't, they can't say the same of Indonesia and Thailand you see that's true so there's something there in terms of like people being uh, uh, they have they take comfort in putting their money in a Singapore company like, you know that's true. So, so maybe for theater, there is this dynamic going on that, um, you know, surface where like, I, I, it's so, such a cheesy name, but to them, it's like, dude, you're already, you're sweeping up all the folk funding and, and donors that will come in for theater. Because, I mean, any name that needs to have, that has Singapore inside, it needs to be approved. Mm. So, it's almost like if you have your Singapore name inside, but you're like a shitty company, chances are it might not be approved. Yeah, yeah. So, the fact that they can is another stem of approval. Ah, correct. Just now when you were telling the story, it reminded me of like when, I think last time my friend would go to KL, mm. then buy a man new jersey, then come back with like, where you got a jersey from? Malaysia. We're like, hey, fuck you lah. You know, can you, can you buy the real one? He's like, no, I, it's real. I paid like 90 bucks for it. The next thing would be, you cannot rip off. <laughs> Exactly. I think everyone has had that yeah. that conversation before where you almost cannot believe that when you go to like say uh it's it's a sad sad truth like I don't know how yeah. true it is now. Yeah. But if someone goes to Malaysia, buy a jersey for ninety bucks, the first thought is that wow, this guy cannot fleece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cannot fleece. But if you say that in Singapore, it's not the first thought that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. And you and you're like, Oh yeah, Singapore <laughs> the price is like that long, it's uh, like that. You're like not, you're not, it's not you can't like get a better deal, so you just you just go with it. And it's, it's semi a flex, uh, like, right? When you see buy in wow. Singapore. So this one actually uh, maybe is a bit more loaded than like uh just looking at it on the surface. Uh. I think it is. I think it is. Like both these topics that we talk about, like you know, online they say this thing, but actually there, there's nuances to it that, that I think people uh the 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 butts uh, in the yellow butt, uh, right? Wow. Because I mean yeah. The managing director of uh, and the artistic director of S- now STC said they were blindsided uh, by the backlash. Mm, mm. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. But so, oh. this, are we changing the name of our podcast to Singapore, <laughs> the Singapore podcast? No, okay, so that's the question. <laughs> if there was uh, another podcast yeah. that changed their name yeah. to Singapore Podcast Duo, yeah. like, how would you feel? 
I said, go for it, man. Uh, like, a shitty name, like, right? Shitty name. And I think it's, to, to me, it's like the content stands out. Like. Uh, I have trust in the Yellow Bud listenership too. You know, you don't just listen to random daily shit because it's like, it's, it's named as such. Like, Until right? Spotify lands the Singapore podcast you were a $10 million exclusive deal. Oh, then yeah, you'll be yeah, like, like, fuck this shit. shit. <laughs> you know? Fuck this shit. Why we never name ourselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singapore Yellow Bud. Singapore yeah. duo. Uh. But I mean, I mean, yeah, the, the, I mean, when coming to name your company or your YouTube channel, all these things, uh, uh, it, it really, people should really think about what it means for them. Like, and if 10 years later, they still want it yeah. to be named as such. Because like, yeah. right? I mean, we have put in a lot of thoughts into the name of everything, Ministry yeah. of Funny, Yalabad, yeah. Folklory. Yeah. Well, we could have done, you know, Singapore YouTube channel. <laughs> Singapore YouTube. Singapore Podcast Duo. <laughs> Singapore Interview Service. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're like that, 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 that person who has Taylor Swift as their username <laughs> on TikTok. And then you click and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, my Instagram act- uh, handle should be Singapore Actor. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Then you're Singapore Director. Singapore Director. Christian, Singapore Audio Engineer. Singapore Audio Engineer. Oh, fucking Singapore Conglomerate. Uh. Yeah, today we're officially changing our name to the <laughs> Singapore Podcast. Singapore Podcast. <laughs> Singapore Podcast, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that is true. Eh? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I don't think this is going to carry on much. I think they'll just carry on with the name. Because they're right? sticking with it. Yeah, they're sticking yeah, with sticking it. With it. Uh, I mean, the picture shows them sitting in front of their new logo, STC. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I also remember SBC, Singapore Broadcasting Company. Corporation. Singapore, oh, Singapore uh, Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, yeah. Then became TCS. Television Corporation of Singapore. Then MediaCorp. Media yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, MediaCorp. Yeah. But I mean, uh, that one is, I mean, it's affiliated. It's a national broadcaster. La. So I think, uh, true, la, true. Right, right, yeah, la. they need to have Singapore in the name. Yeah. True, la, true. In fact, a lot of people were like, the the, the name changed to MediaCorp, if I remember correctly. A lot of people were like, huh? Well, what happened to the Singaporeanness of the, of, of this, of this en- entity? Hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man. Yeah. That is cool. Cool, uh, cool, cool. So, on to the next section about the one shock thing. A uh, one yeah. shock comment. What is what is yours, Terrence? Uh, I'd like to visit the very beautiful and, and supportive world of TikTok again. Uh, <laughs> TikTok always like, is such an interesting thing. Like, but I just, yeah, yesterday I just discovered there's this word that I did not know that that came out in comments on our our TikTok lah, right? That mm. um, uh, pre- it was pretty interesting. I think we did a uh a video about uh oh the co-play about why why I wasn't going to co-play and why and we made a joke about you know touching the co-play balls and uh. all that lah, right? So on TikTok, like um, I think the caption was, "Are you a one ball or multi ball kind of co-play fan?" Because that was our <laughs> discussion. Uh, some of the great opinions, L opinion. Because nobody go with you, right? <laughs> two, in fact, two people That's say that. You, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nobody go with you, right? Uh, man's major in Japanese and tried to justify his point with balls. <laughs> so yesterday, that made me look up the word Japanese. Uh, and uh, apparently, you know what the word Japanese is? I can guess. La, but yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Tristan, do you know what Japanese is? Oh, he knows. Yeah, it's, a <laughs> he Gen knows. Y, it's a Gen Y thing. What, what's Japanese, actually? Uh, somebody's <laughs> talking too much and knowing nothing about what he's talking about. Yeah. Japanese. Uh, another fuck, great one. Self-important serial wannabes. Yeah. Self-important serial or like the podcast wannabes. serial. Yeah. No, no, no. As in serial wannabes. Like we always want to be. Always want to be wannabes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, we always want to be. Uh, great. And then also represent, uh, talking about you, bros just speaking Japanese. That's both of us. Lah. Uh. Cannot go. Say cannot go. Don't be shy. Don't need to act all macho all. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> 
fucking love TikTok. Fucking uh. thank you That's show. Why, thank you uh, show for keeping TikTok show. such a vibrant, like healthy environment for conversation. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Uh, awesome. Uh, my one short comment is uh, from Snow Dingoes three one three, who we actually mm. quoted on the previous podcast uh, uh, about how he was saying, you know, in relation to use the CDC vouchers being used to claim for happy endings at Heartland mm. Massage Parlors. Yeah. So, because we, I think you highlighted it as your one short comment, right? Mm. Then uh, he responded on the latest episode. He said, "I've commented a few times that Terence chose to pick that particular comment. Still glad it made your day. Anyway." And I'm saying this like because I mean it's on Reddit, it's public, and I really salute this guy for being so honest. Anyway, most of these special services are earned by the girls, while some boss might know about it and close one eye. They usually earn from the massage fee only. Some bosses actually forbid in fear of license being revoked and the girls secretly do. That is why I say most likely the CDC vouchers is only for entrance. I could be wrong, though, because I'm mostly retired from the scene. And yes, I dare to admit I am a patron in my young single days. Wow. Uh, to be honest, my first thought when I found out was to use the CDC vouchers there too, but ended up I spent it on food for my daughter. Mm-hmm. So sweet lah, like yeah. um, uh, and I mean then he also talked about yeah you know might want to talk about the visa free law that our government has set up with China recently, and it makes so much makes it easier for girls from China to come here and work illegally as escorts and massage ladies lah. But I yeah. applaud the honesty there lah. Yeah, yeah, this is like as great, honest man. as it gets, man. Yeah, yeah. like. How many people would be willing to admit that? So And write it coherently and, yeah. and make sure that people, not just two of us, but people understand it. Yeah, yeah. Snow Dingoes 313. Snow Dingoes. Snow like Dingoes. Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power lah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thanks for, thanks for the Why you say 313? 316. Snow Dingoes 316. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, but thanks for the honesty, man. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Uh, and the one show thing. Uh yeah, my one shock thing is uh actually on a it's a very dark thing uh, You know, I think in the past week, if anyone who follows wrestling, uh, there's been a bombshell, uh, complaint filed against uh the basically the people would say the father of modern wrestling, right, Vince McMahon, into some really depraved, uh, and uh, shocking and and vile uh sexual uh assault that he has uh, and manipulation that he's committed on a very young lady right, who filed the complaint. Uh, and all this has come out in light of, um, you know, in the midst of like the WWE merging with UFC and The Rock joining the board and, and you know, mm. having, like, you know, making a lot of money and everything, right? Uh, so, yeah, the whole the whole case is very vile. And, and last week, the complaint was filed. You can even read out the complaint. It's very vile. I wouldn't encourage people to read it if you want to, if you want to eat your meals today. Um, but yeah, there was a very interesting um, breakdown, or not say breakdown, a like reaction to it from a former, someone who used to work in the WWE as a, as a manager, like, right? As, you know, they act as managers to wrestlers on show, Jim Cornette. So I think now he's retired or he's no longer in WWE, but they had a very, uh, he, he did, a, he has his own podcast where he just reacted to to what was going on in the whole case. Like. And I thought it was quite interesting because you really, they, they go into like, like why 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 would um why why would anyone be so shocked that a billionaire rich powerful billionaire like Vince McMahon is so depraved? Because a lot of people online are saying like, oh yeah, you know, uh, I mean he's rich, he's a billionaire. Obviously, power gets him off and stuff like that, la. But I think it's more nuanced than that. And this this guy who has worked with Vince McMahon and all that before said that you know it, it's he he even was like speculating is it something to do with with 
concussions that he's had while, you know, acting in the ring, you know, playing, mm-hmm. being in matches in the ring as an old man in his 50s and 60s. Because the behavior is completely unhinged. Uh, it feels almost like it's a different person. Uh. So it does make, uh, it, it, I think it gives a bit more of nuance to to what this whole this whole saga has been about. Uh. Oh. And I enjoyed listening to him just talking about his experience with Vince McMahon. It's a video interview or something. Is it? It's a podcast, uh, just audio, but oh. it's on YouTube and all. So I'll put the link, but uh, no, no, no. I mean, okay, it's not shock. It's not pleasant. But if you want to better understand this, all this nonsense that's going on, and just understand how they talk a little bit about the psychology of like rich, powerful people and what makes them, what drives them to, to do crazy shit, yeah. Mm. yeah, it's quite interesting. Oh wow! Yeah, interesting. How long is it? I mean, an hour or something. I haven't read the deposition yet, but I think I want I to. Know, yeah, I don't read it. Like, it's just really to understand nasty. like the extent, la. Yeah, it's nasty. La. Got a lot. Got. There's defecating, there's like, you know, sharing of like content with other people and crap. La. Very, very nasty. La. Really nasty. Like there's oh. no way back from this. It's it's like horrible. Will you go to jail? You'll go to jail. I don't know about, they'll probably, no, this is a civil suit, I think. So there'll be a settlement and probably there'll oh. be, if it goes to court and all, I think it's worse. La. So my guess is that they probably will try to find some settlement. settlement. But I don't know. There's now it's still very early stages. La. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it just, if even half of it is true, it's horrible. La. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sure la. But yes, um, that's my one shock thing. Cool. Uh, my one shock thing is uh, I mean, like uh, recently, I, I think a few episodes ago, my one shock thing was beef. Uh, the mm. show. I finished it, and I will say that it towards the end, I was like, mm, I don't know whether it's the show that I would recommend. But I will say that watching it, right, the way it was directed, the way it was styled, mm. was very very eye opening, like very interesting. So mm. over the weekend, I was just like, you know what? Let me just shortlist mm. uh, shows uh, on the streaming platforms that I wouldn't normally watch mm. but which feel so weird that even if it's not getting critical acclaim I'm going to give it a shot mm. so the first one I started with is this show called I'm a Virgo mm. uh, which was released in March 2023 as a mini series seven episodes each episode like 30 minutes an American absurdist comedy by created by Boots Riley la, who mm. Boots Riley I think he made the film Sorry to Bother You so the whole premise, right, is that it revolves around this um, teenager, 19-year-old teenager called, called Kuti, mm. who is four meters tall. Uh, mm. And he's been raised by his auntie and uncle since born and shielded from the outside world. Uh, but he still consumes all the pop culture. And like when he's 19, he just ventures out and he discovers world. And he's four meters tall. Yeah. So the way they film it is quite interesting. I mean, the production budget doesn't look that uh, huge it's smart camera angles but I watched the first episode I'm like hey shit this is a very cool concept mm, mm, um, and I mean after that I googled I was like it actually got some good reviews so yeah. I'm like hey fuck this is a, a weird ass show mm. but I'm very happy that I gave it a shot and yeah like, I'm gonna try and finish it and see how it goes mm. what's it called again sorry? I'm a Virgo I'm a Virgo yeah like the actors are not the most well known or anything but it's mm. so absurdist that I really enjoyed the first episode I see I see so yeah it's cool wow uh, on what platform? Amazon. Amazon, okay. Yeah, yeah. The first episode, the title of the episode, episode is You Big Motherfucker. You Big Motherfucker. M18, I suppose. I think M18, yeah, uh, yeah. Got it, okay. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, cool. Come up to the, to the end of the episode. Um, as always, it'd be great if you could share it with one other person who has not heard of us. Yeah. And if you want to work with us, specifically as an intern... Uh, could be like a, f- a few months to, I don't know, like Tristan started off as an intern and then now he's part, a core part of the team. Core part, yeah. Uh, so join us as an intern, work on some awesome shit if you're interested. Send us your resume at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Yeah. Cool.
Awesome, everybody. Thanks for listening.